going on? Woo. Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. Tuesday, March 14th, 4.15 Central Time. It is Lucas and Cameron hanging out with you today. Great episode coming up. Free yes, agency predictions. Free agency has already been underway. They went ahead and spoiled our fun. This legal tampering period uh, just messes with all of our content stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, admittedly, I probably should have figured out that there was legal tampering, or I should have remembered that there was legal tampering. Tampering. Um, alas, but here we are. Uh, we will recap uh, some of the free agent signings thus far. We'll also give you some predictions on free agents who haven't been signed yet. Uh, and again, Tuesday, March 14th, 4.15 p.m. Central Time. This episode will probably come out to you first thing tomorrow. I don't know how early camera gets up and, and, and gets to work on this, but it will be first thing tomorrow you listen to this. Uh, so we recognize there is still plenty of time left on March 14th for deals to get done. So if you hear this tomorrow, a deal has been done. Just know this was pre-recorded ahead of whatever action is about to happen. We'll have breaking news uh, on the podcast. If anything uh, does happen, if anybody does sign with another team, but for now uh, we'll recap some of the biggest signings that are fantasy relevant. Uh, and we'll also make a few predictions along the way. That sound good. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to Cameron with that. Uh, let us begin recapping these free agents. Forgot to mention, if you're not subscribed on YouTube already, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're coming out with podcasts literally every week. Uh, we got shorts coming out almost every day. Uh, we're going to start getting into short-form content as well uh, as the fantasy season inches closer and all throughout the fantasy football season. So if you're not subscribed on YouTube already, make sure you are. Uh, all sorts of fantasy football content coming for you quite literally every single day. I think how we're going to do this, Cameron, we're just going to we're just going to fly through by position here. We're just going to start with the quarterback position. Work our way at the quarterback. Work our way down. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight ends. Uh, we'll sandwich the two big groups of running backs and wide receivers right in the middle. Uh, and the first signing that we got this offseason was Derek Carr at the quarterback position. Derek Carr signing with the New Orleans Saints four years, $150 million with $100 million of that guaranteed. Uh, you had said this was likely spot for him. I also like this spot. I was concerned if the cap uh, would actually um, work out for the New Orleans Saints. I think they're still working to figure it out as we speak. Uh, but you and I, well, you started with the initial thought of Derek Carr could end up in New Orleans. Hmm. I followed it up because I thought it actually was somewhat plausible. It made a lot of sense. It was the one team he met with prior to being released. Uh, but what are your immediate, we'll, we'll dive more into fantasy impact next week, but immediate thoughts on Derek Carr's contract with the Saints. This feels like a very Saints move. They just don't feel like a franchise that wants to start over. They want to yeah. just keep pushing out. Hey, maybe we can figure it out. And right now might be the year to try to do it, right? I mean, that division is not going to be strong. You're probably going to face Desmond Ritter, um, maybe Kyle Trask, uh, Baker Mayfield's name has been thrown around. We'll talk about May- Mayfield later. Um, probably CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, right? It's it's not a strong division right now. So, you know, for the next couple of years, it could be with Derek Carr, yours for the taking. However, I don't know how much it changed. You know, I don't think Derek Carr is the guy that's going to go beat Philly. I don't think he's the guy that's going to go beat San Francisco. Um, I don't think he would have beaten the Vikings roster this year. You know, it's just like different things like that, that I understand you're trying to make the playoffs, but Derek Carr is not going to get you to the Super Bowl. That, that's exactly it. This is just a, like, we're going to stay afloat and stay competitive. Mm-hmm. I don't see how this puts him over the top, though. Um, yeah. I would have liked the Saints to go out and, I mean, they're such a late first round pick. They weren't going to get any of these top four guys this year. So, I mean, it makes sense that they go out and get somebody, but also Jameis Winston signed a one-year deal back with the team today as well. I, I get it, but also, man, uh, to, to continue putting yourselves in, in, you know, cap hell essentially for the next <laughs> yeah. two years at least, it made sense from a football mm-hmm. perspective. It made sense um, from a like management perspective, team construction perspective. Uh, it is what it is. And the saints will do what the saints do. Um, yeah. 
I don't mind the pick or the 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 signing overall for the Saints. Again, we'll discuss more fantasy value next week. Uh, next domino, the quarterback market to fall was Lamar Jackson. He signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Actually, I want to I want to I want to come back to Lamar. I don't want to do him yet. I want to discuss Jimmy Garoppolo first because right. he signed with the Las Vegas Raiders yesterday. Three years, seventy two million dollars, forty five million of that guaranteed. $33 million of that was guaranteed at signing. He almost got half of that contract as, as, as he's signing it. Well, I guess he can officially sign it tomorrow, Wednesday yep. at 4 p.m. Um, this I, w- Before Jimmy Garoppolo signed and we were going to predict quarterbacks, I had Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Raiders. Josh McDaniels is just bringing all of his former Patriots friends over to Vegas. Yeah, like <laughs> it's It's kind of kind of kind of silly how that how that's all happening we'll, we'll talk about a few other players later but uh jimmy garoppolo as of right now is a starting quarterback for the las vegas raiders in 2023 uh again j- quick quick immediate thoughts and we'll get into some predictions it was weird to me um because of the you know we had the geno smith contract a little while ago and that one was similar ish but that one felt like it was better for the Seahawks of, hey, if we want to draft a quarterback in this draft still, we can. And we can, you know, move on from Geno after one year. This one, I mean, $45 million guaranteed, it's guaranteed, right? Even if they give him 33 this year, they're still owing him another $12 million next year, which I know you can get out of. But for me, it just felt like this is a little bit bigger of a contract than I would give your bridge quarterback. And he's not, I mean, he... From Derek Carr to him as a lateral move, obviously he's going to be a little bit cheaper than Carr was, but I just really don't see a difference between him and Carr at the quarterback position for this team. Yeah, and and I forgot to put Geno Smith's name on our dock here. Three years, $75 million for Geno Smith as well. But, I mean, for, for the Raiders, they can get out of this next year. Mm. They can get out of this next year. If they go out, I still think they draft Anthony Richardson. I don't know if they trade up to four to do it. I also don't think anybody ahead of them is going to take a quarterback at seven. And if they do strike out on quarterback, guess what? You you at least have the safety net of Jimmy Garoppolo and you can swing at a quarterback next year, potentially. Um, yeah. Though I also think it could be a totally Mark Davis thing to say, Hey, call up the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to, we're going to swing for the fences here. We're going to make the splashy move trade up, trade up to three. We're going to draft Anthony Richardson at three. I could totally see that too. Um, for now, it gives Josh McDaniels a quarterback he's familiar with. And that's about all it does. <laughs> I mean, your, yeah. your your other option, Jared Stidham, he was on the free agency market. You could bring him back. I mean, they just didn't have options after letting Derek Carr walk. Uh, so I think bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo is fine. It makes sense for both sides. The Raiders can get out of it after a year. Jimmy Garoppolo gets a bag to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it. It makes sense. It makes sense. You don't love it from a fantasy perspective, but again, we dive into all that next week. Now let's move on to Lamar. Signed the non-exclusive franchise tag, or the Ravens put the non-exclusive yes, franchise tag on him. He did not sign it. Uh, the Ravens put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Phrasing is important there. Uh, so he is being paid $32.7 million this year. Now, a, a team, because of the non-exclusive tag, can come in and extend Lamar Jackson a better offer sheet. And the Ravens can match that offer sheet. So Lamar Jackson, while he's a Baltimore Raven by contract mm-hmm. currently that contract can also be overlooked, can also be uh, replaced by another team. If they sign him to a better contract that Lamar Jackson uh, you know, desires to sign. So with that said uh, with Lamar Jackson, kind of sort of kind of maybe on the market, uh, where, where, where do you see him ending up for the 2023 season? I still see him on the Ravens roster. Now, if he's actually playing is a different story. I could see Lamar sitting out the entire year this season. Um, I think that Baltimore would have to get a long-term deal done for in order for him to play. Um, I also don't think another team's going to extend Lamar an, an offer. Uh, just the way it's been going. It doesn't make sense. So many people have been telling me or been saying, I guess, telling me on Twitter too, oh, two first is just so much to give up. Well, they gave up two. No. Denver gave up two first, two seconds, and whatever else for you know Russell Wilson. Like this isn't you know it's not like a crazy amount to give up. So it just it doesn't make a ton of sense. But I also think teams feel 
whatever we give Lamar will just be matched right away. But why why not try? Why not make the Ravens, you know, make them sweat? Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm 100% with you. I get I get there's work involved. I get there's other free agents you probably want to sign. Mm-hmm. I get all of that. There's only one Lamar Jackson in the NFL. And if Deshaun yeah. Watson can go out and be traded for three first-round picks, I, $230 million guaranteed. Right? I understand that's a big commitment. But if you're the Atlanta Falcons, why would you not cut Lamar a blank check? Oh, there's so many other holes to fill on this team. Your team is incredibly young. Okay, What needs to be shored up is the interior defensive line. Uh, you have AJ Terrell on the outside who took a step back this year, but you know, the piece is there for that. Mm-hmm. There are ways to shore up your defense. Your offense is complete with Lamar Jackson. Yep. A- all you have to do is spend the rest of that money on your defense. Then I don't know why they didn't just hand Lamar a blank check and say, sure. Yeah, yeah we'll give up. We'll give up eight and a 2024. 20, Perfect. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Cause you still yep. keep all of your second and later round assets, which you can use to fill out the defense. I agree. I think he stays in Baltimore. I think the NFL is is good. I think the owners. I, I don't. I don't want to say the owners are colluding. I've also heard that. I don't think this is owner collusion. I do think, however, that quarter that that owners are probably tired of paying these massive contracts to quarterbacks mm-hmm. uh, after what they just saw with Deshaun Watson this year. Two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed for a dude who played who looked awful in the four yep. games he played. I mean, I if I were a general manager, I don't know if I'd want to fork out that kind of money either not knowing what I'm going to fully get with Lamar Jackson, who has been healthy, unhealthy, question mark, the past two years. Yep. Other names to watch. Uh, Carson Wentz, obviously he was cut by the commanders. Uh, personally, I think he could find a nice little home with the Los Angeles Rams as a backup quarterback to Matthew mm. Stafford, similar like a Baker Mayfield last year, who uh, is also a free agent. Rumors to Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay is rumored to be pursuing Baker Mayfield. They might be the only team to be seriously pursuing him right now. Yeah. Uh, and then Jacoby Brissett, he's the other one. I think he can make a nice little bridge quarterback for some team in the NFL, somewhere like the Washington Commanders. Um, you know, that, that could have been a team like the Raiders here potentially, but they chose to give Jimmy Garoppolo a bag. Uh, but any team that doesn't have like a for sure quarterback going into next year, I think Jacoby Brissett can make a nice little, little bridge quarterback. Yeah. I think the one team I've been thinking about for Brissett is the Cardinals with yes. Kyler coming back. Um, That's a know, great have, team. Getting them to play the first eight games. Because, um, you know, the, it, I think Brissett, Brissett's good enough where then you can allow Kyler to take as much time as he needs, right? You pay Kyler all this money. He's your franchise quarterback. You don't want to rush him back, especially this year. Yep. They're not in a spot where he's going to, you know, they're going to be make running run the table or anything like that. So I think Brissett could definitely find a spot there. But like you said, there's a whole bunch of other places where – the commanders are another good spot. Um, you know, even like the Falcons, you could bring them in. I can see yeah. them doing that if they don't take a quarterback. Caleb Williams next year. Yep. So, yeah, I think Brissett's. I think Brissett's got the widest variety of teams that would kind of look his way out of these other quarterbacks. Um, I, I think went. I think Wentz is going to be a backup no matter what, and that Baker to Tampa kind of seems to be picking up a little bit of steam. Seems a little strange, but you know, Sickening. whatever. <laughs> Whatever. If I'm Tampa, I go get Jacoby Brissett. I think that's yep. another spot that would work out great for Jacoby Brissett. I would gladly yep. take him if I were in Tampa Bay. Yep, I agree. Let's move on to the running back position. Oh, here we go. One more name we need to talk about. Aaron Rodgers. He's not a free agent, but uh, Steam's pretty much picking up on that. He'll be a New York Jet here. I'm surprised if that deal actually doesn't get done by the time this episode comes out tomorrow. Yep. Um, we'll talk about why a little bit later in the show, but uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Are you on board with that? You think that happens? Yeah, I've been on board with that pretty much since the beginning of free agency. I figured yeah, I, re- I think the Packers are just done with them. And they're just like, if you have any interest in going, you're going. So yeah, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll take the first round draft capital uh, yep. gladly. So, yep. yeah, I'm sure they'll get 13. Uh, they'll have 13 and 15 in this year's draft, which will actually help them round out their team. Very love. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Aaron Rodgers is a New York. Bye. The time free agency officially kicks off on Wednesday. Let's move on to the running back position. We've had a few big names sign already. Uh, well, not sign. The Giants, they placed the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. Josh Jacobs, the Las Vegas Raiders, placed the franchise tag on him. So both of those running backs will be back in their respective offenses, playing on the franchise tag for this next year. I'm kind of surprised how quiet the running back market has been so far. There hasn't yeah, yeah. been a lot. You have a few minor signings. You have... Mm-hmm. 
Raheem Moser and a Jeff Wilson both going back to Miami um, outside of this other one that I'm going to celebrate heavily mm-hmm. because I, I love this player. Um, there haven't been any other ones that I missed on here, right? No. Uh, Boston Scott. <laughs> Boston Scott. But we got to talk about Rashad Penny first. Yes, oh, sir. my goodness. That man, Rashad Penny, is now a Philadelphia Eagle. He signed a one-year deal with the Eagles. Uh, no monetary amount confirmed yet from what I could find. And again, he signed quite literally like an hour ago. Uh, mm. I love this. Oh, we're going to talk about this from a fantasy perspective next week. I love this for Philadelphia. I think this was brilliant. Uh, if you're not going to pay Miles Sanders, clearly they don't want to pay for a running back in general. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the guy to go get. Six yards per carry the past two seasons and 15 games played. 6.1 this past year, 6.3 in 2021. That's that's the bread and butter of this Philadelphia offense is can you break off efficient big runs for us? And Rashad Penny, that dude's a tough runner when he's healthy. I think this is yep. brilliant for Philadelphia. I love everything about it. Yeah, everything I've heard from just like Howie Roseman, the way he views this offense, they can put anyone back there and they'll succeed. Yeah. So I think his thought process is probably why not swing for the fences? Why not say, hey, you know what? I think that Rashad Penny could be the best running back in, you know, out of all these free agents if he's healthy. If he's not, we just sign another guy during um during the season when he gets hurt and we run with Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, and you know, whoever else we sign. So I like it as well because if he's healthy, like you said, the dude's a beast, and this is a great run run offense. You know he's going to be even better than he has been. Jalen Hurts doesn't throw the ball a ton to running backs, obviously. I mean he runs the ball, so he that wasn't that's not really a concern with Penny. Penny doesn't thrive in the receiving game, you know, a ton, and so I I, I do think it's a really good fit, obviously, for for fantasy purposes. It'll be interesting to see if is he healthy. You know all these all these different right. things that we have grown to worry about with Shot Penny. That'll be the the big question is, can he stay healthy? Because when he's been healthy the past two years, uh, it has been a lot of fun to watch Rashad mm-hmm. Penny. Let's, uh, let's make some predictions here, though. We got a lot of predictions to make for this running back group. Uh, let's start with uh, Leonard Fournette, who will officially be released here tomorrow. Um, they the, the, the Once free agency opens, these guys can officially be released and officially begin fielding offers uh, as of right now, Lenny Fournette is still a buck, but he will not be at this time tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. So Cameron, where do you see Leonard Fournette landing for the 2023 season? I think he's going to be a chief. I don't think Lenny's going to be a bell cow anymore. I think he's they're kind of, he's kind of at that point in his career where the, he's got to move away from that. We've seen him, you know, I mean, when he got cut by the Jags, obviously when that happened, it was really late in the season. Um, but we've seen him sign a more team-friendly deal to go with the Bucs on a team he thought could win. I can see him doing it again here, really taking over kind of a receiving role with uh, McKinnon probably leaving um, and just being a bigger back in general for this team to really um, really be able to you know pound it near the goal line. So that's, that's where I have Lenny going. Yeah, Lenny could end up in so many places. Uh, mm-hmm. He's one that fascinates me because I think he'll probably end up with a team – that could use a crafty vet. Uh, mm. I could see the Denver Broncos being another option for Lenny, where it's like, we need somebody in here for Javante Williams right now because uh, Javante mm. won't be ready to go. So we need somebody in here for Javante. Okay, sure, we'll take money. Um, I could also see, like you said, the Chiefs. Uh, get get someone in there who can who can catch the football out of the backfield. Isaiah Pacheco will do Isaiah Pacheco, but let's get somebody who can actually catch the ball out of the backfield that has more experience than Jerick McKinnon, uh, and Lenny has done exactly that with Tampa Bay. That being said, smells a lot like Todd Gurley to me for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. Uh, And I think he goes to the last team Todd Gurley played for, which is the Atlanta Falcons, who have plenty of cap space to make, Mm -hmm. to give Lenny a nice little contract. I think that's also the thing you have to look at if you're, if you're Lenny, you got your ring, you got your ring. You went with Tom Brady. Yeah. Go out and get, get a couple bags to finish your career, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Algier can be the ground and pound guy for Arthur Smith. If they really want to get in some pass catching work, throw Lenny Fournette in the game. He doesn't have to be your one. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be. Now, I uh, I can't remember if Tyler said it on last week's episode. Uh, yes, it was last week's episode where we talked about Zach Charbonnet being drafted by the Falcons. I also sneaky really like that, and I think that put a damper on Leonard Fournette. But again, just smells like a we could use another body in here. 
mm-hmm. they aren't really that in love with Tyler Algier, then okay, guess what? We're going to give Lenny some run. Um, I don't know if it's great, but it just smells like a we need an experienced pass catcher in here who can also you know get 12 touches a game if we need him to. Uh, similar yeah. to a now I can't remember his name off the top of my my head. Um, who was their second string running back last year? Not Damian Cordero. Williams. Not Damian Williams. Came out of left field. Nobody knew who he was. That one I don't know. Nah, now I don't remember his name. Huntley was. Uh, was Caleb Huntley. Name? Caleb Huntley. Thank you very much. There mm-hmm. it is. Caleb Huntley, a uh, guy who can catch passes out of the backfield, but also you know get. 15 touches a game if he needs to. So uh, I like Lenny to the Falcons. Uh, another, I don't know if you can call him a crafty vet, but Kareem Hunt, uh, also former greatness out on the market again. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do you have him landing? Before I get into this, because I was, I've just been thinking about this since we said it. We, you said like the running backs have been moving slower. When we, we've been looking at these rookie running backs, right? There's 10 guys who could realistically go, you know, top three rounds for rookies. Yep. You know, top four rounds. So I think teams are waiting to see who's going to take what what guys here. Where do they think rookies are going to fall? Because it's kind of like, do I really want to shell out money for a David Montgomery if I can get a you know guy just as good or better for cheaper um, in the draft? So I, I think that's got a lot to <laughs> exactly. I think that's got a lot to do with it right now. Yep. There's just, there's so many running backs right now who are you know the only two that really stood out were Josh Jacobs and Saquon. Everybody else is kind of you know. In the mix, within the same you know variance of how good they are, so yep. I think that's got a lot to do with it. But getting back to Kareem Hunt, I think that he goes to the L.A. Chargers with the news that Austin Eckler is seeking a trade. I think that um, they are going to look for a guy who can catch the ball in the backfield, and I think that's what Kareem Hunt does. But I also think they're going to bring in somebody else, and you know, Kareem Hunt's kind of been in that role of splitting time with people over the last couple of years. Um, maybe he wants to try and. F- find a backfield where he can be the main guy, but I don't think he's going to find that um, right now, especially in today's NFL. So I really like him going to the Chargers. Yeah, if Austin Eckler gets traded, that the Chargers just automatically become contenders for so many people, for Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt, for David Montgomery, for Miles Sanders, for Bijan Robinson. Um, like... <laughs> Scary man. Uh, if yep. they get Bijan in there, oh my goodness, that offense <laughs> would be insane. Um, that being said, uh, Kellen Moore, too. Oh my goodness, I kind of want that. I kind of want that to happen now. I kind of want them to get rid of Austin Eckler and draft Bijan. Uh, we're talking about Kareem Hunt, though. Uh, Denver Broncos, this screams Denver Broncos to me. This is a Sean Payton. Give me a guy who can do it all. Give me a guy who can do it between the tackles, a guy who can cast pass catch out of the backfield. Again, somebody to come in while Javante Williams is out. Like, I, I think Kareem Hunt can do it all. Just give give Sean Payton a utilities guy for Russell Wilson uh, and and let let him cook that. Um, the, this is like a last chance, last stand for Kareem Hunt. I don't think he'll be the Kareem Hunt of old by any mm-hmm. means, but to me, he fills the hole in that offense best out of yep. all these free agents that are left. You can make yep. an argument for Bonte. You can make an argument for Fournette, but I think, I think Kareem Hunt is going to be the guy Sean Payton goes after. Yep. Uh, don't want to cut you off. This isn't breaking news, but okay. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers did, or Pat McAfee did just announce Aaron Rodgers will be live on his show tomorrow at 1 p.m. So we could get a, a big update right around then. That's not, that seems like an Aaron Rodgers type thing of they announce a trade and then he goes live and then it's like, oh, everybody tune in to watch me. So I could definitely see it. Probably going to hear something right around then. That's totally an Aaron Rodgers thing to do. Yep. <laughs> that trade will be done by the time this episode comes out. So. Yep. Let's keep it moving on running back. So we have a few more to cover. David Montgomery, mm-hmm. uh, former Chicago Bear, potentially. You and I have him both as a former Chicago Bear. Where do you think he ends up next season? It's kind of funny because uh, we actually got um, him and uh, Lenny switched. I have him going to the Falcons in this case. <laughs> I think that he is he's a guy who can show he can handle 240 plus carries. And I think that was what Arthur Smith likes. And I think Arthur Smith wants to give 400 carries on the ground with Desmond Ritter as his quarterback. So he's going to split between Montgomery and Tyler Algier. So I have him being the newest 1A running back in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I think if it's not my team that he goes to, I think it's probably Atlanta. I would 100% agree with you there. And and I have 
as Cameron said. He and I flipped Lenny and Monty. I have David Montgomery going back to Kansas City to be reunited with the one and only Matt Nagy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I get somebody else in that offense beside Pacheco. I don't think Andy Reid wants to give Pacheco 16 touches a game. I'll be honest. I think it was mm-hmm. more of a like default kind yep. of thing of, all right, Clyde isn't getting the job done. Okay, Jerick McKinnon, he's not he's a terribly inefficient rusher. Mm-hmm. All right, Pacheco, you got you got some burst. Uh, we'll give yep. you some run here. Uh, and I don't think he wants to roll with Pacheco long term again. Seventh round rookie doesn't have the stock, easily replaceable. Could easily see Monty coming in getting 15 touches a game, Pacheco only getting you know seven touches a game. Um, and Monty can catch the football out of the backfield. Uh, not mm-hmm. you know he's not a Jerick McKinnon six, seven, eight receptions kind of a guy. But, uh, you know, if you need Monty to catch four passes a game, he can do that for you. So yep. I think it's kind of a, a, a do-it-all running back uh, reunited with Matt Nagy now that Eric Bieniemy is out. Um, yeah, I, I like Monty to, to Kansas City here. Miles Sanders. We talked about Rashad Penny taking his role in Philadelphia. He, to me, is probably the most fascinating name and the one I don't know what to do with yep. on this free agent market. Because Miles Sanders, he's not a big bruising back. He's an efficient, shifty back. Can catch the football, but hasn't done it enough to mm-hmm. remind people that he actually can. So there is like a slight boiled-in risk of like, you can catch the football, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> like there is a right question mark at the end of mm-hmm. that statement. So uh, Miles Sanders could wind up a ton of places. Uh, I think you and I have him at the top two places, so I'll let you start. I think he's going to go to a similar offense, just like play play style as he was just in. I think he's going to go to the Bears. Um, I think the Bears are going to want a guy who's incredibly efficient, um, and that's what Miles Sanders has been his entire career. You know, he might not get the receiving work, he might not get the carries all the time, but he's always been efficient. Um, and so I think that's why Chicago is going to want him. Um, he's used to playing, you know, that read option offense. Uh, can kind of fit right in and. I think he's probably going to command the top salary out of the running backs left. Um, you know, I think him and Monty probably be pretty close and the bears got a ton of cap space. And so I think they can kind of compensate him in that um, as they just try to give Justin Fields more weapons. Yeah. I initially put down the Chicago bears mm-hmm. and I said, but what if, <laughs> what if they really like Khalil Herbert um, and they just let that man get some juice and then they, go sign a, a remaining name on the mm-hmm. list. Or what if they go out and trade for Austin Eckler? Um, I've seen a few beats type out some wishful articles out of Chicago that mm-hmm. Eckler could land there. Um, I mean, they have the most money to do it. That's the thing. Yep. That's also why I think that that trade could be likely for Chicago. But um, if they don't make that trade, Miles Sanders there also makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I'm convinced the Buffalo Bills are just going to keep signing running backs like no tomorrow, and they're going to try and force one of them to work and – Miles Sanders could potentially work. No more Devin Singletary. I know you have James Cook there already plays a similar role to Miles Sanders in terms of shifty, not a power back. I could see the Buffalo Bills just swinging though, man. Um, you know, give Miles Sanders the money he wants, probably less. I don't know if any team is going to come out swinging for Miles Sanders. That's why I think Buffalo yeah. has a good chance of landing him. Um, Cause at that point, if you're Miles Sanders, you may as well go play for a contender. If nobody is coming out swinging on a big offer for you. Yeah, I would agree. So I think that's kind of how it plays out for Miles Sanders. But again, he's one that I'm just like, your fit is kind of everywhere, but nowhere. Yeah. It was with Philadelphia, but they don't want you back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see where he ends up. But I, I I like Chicago. I like Buffalo. Let's move it on to the former Buffalo Bills running back, Devin Singletary, who will hit the open market. Uh, I find your pick interesting here. I'm curious to see or curious to hear your thoughts on, on why you have Devin Singletary going to uh, the De- Denver Broncos. Yeah. Um, I think they just need another piece in Denver, right? I mean, they're going to need another running back. Um, I personally don't think they're going to want to, they're going to spend a lot of money on a running back in Denver. Um, I could also see them looking at like a later fourth, fifth, sixth round guy to yeah. draft, um, bring in um, and kind of just have a three headed monster, especially until Javante's back healthy. Um, and I think Singletary is kind of one of these lower ed guys who's also proven for limited stretches that he can kind of handle a full workload, right? He's had stretches in Buffalo where he hasn't been crazy efficient, but he's proven, Hey, I can, you know, go 16, 17 carries a game. Um, 
and you know four yards carry you know it's not anything that's going to wow but i think i think denver for right now is prop i think that's kind of the direction they're going to head so i i think he could fit in there but also i don't really know where devin singletary is going to go i think he'll go a lot of places jacksonville jaguars is where he's going to end up being doug peterson already said they want to bring in more running backs they don't want travis Etienne to take just be a 240 touch guy uh, mm-hmm. a 240 rushing attempt guy I, I don't think they want that for etn uh, you know, if they get them 200 rushing attempts and, you know, they get a 40 targets throughout the year. Great. That that's probably what they want to do. That mm-hmm. also leaves a lot of running back touches available for Doug Peterson offense. Yeah. They don't have a bruising guy who can come in there and just run downhill. And I think that plays to more of Devin Singletary's game than it does the one year where he was catching passes nonstop in the mm-hmm. fantasy playoffs. I don't know if you're, I can't remember what year that was. Was that, that was just last year, uh, yep. not 2022, but 2021 yes. uh, where Devin Singletary was this playoff hero. who's like top, 10 running back in fantasy football Mm -hmm. because he was catching five passes a game. I don't think that's Devin Singletary, though. I think Devin Singletary is a more north-south runner, um, can can pick you, can get you the extra yards you need. Not the greatest goal line guy, but let's be real, probably better than Travis Etienne, probably more of a physical presence than Travis Etienne. So uh, this is a guy, again, I don't think any team is going to want to go out and give Devin Singletary a contract. Uh, I think he had a shot at Buffalo, and he could never do it. And I don't know what team is going to give him a contract. Yep. That being said, I think Doug Peterson is, will, will gladly scoop him up and say, oh, you're getting offered four mil here. All right, we'll pay you five mil. That's yep. fine. We'll give you an extra million and come on, come join. We'll give you, you know, we'll give you third down duties uh, or not third down. We'll give you, you know, second down, third down, some work in there. Um, big body. guy yeah, can come and get short yardage. So yep. big body relative term there for <laughs> Devin Singletary, but Jacksonville smells Jacksonville to me. Uh mm-hmm. And we'll keep it moving. You and I both have the same landing spot for Damian Harris. He is the last running back we will discuss in depth. Mm-hmm. We both have him going to the Carolina Panthers. This is just about build and uh, uh, the their offense wanting to be ground and pound aggressive running up the middle. Nothing out of the no bounce into the outsides. We're, we're running it right down your throat. Yeah. Sorry, you have any other thoughts you want to add? It, on no, I, I didn't want to steal your thunder, but I figured that's what we both. Yeah, I th- I think so. I think uh, another guy we'll kind of just touch on. I think Deontay Foreman is going to sign back with him as well, and yes. I think that they're just kind of kind of switch between the two of them. And like you said, it, whoever whatever quarterback they end up drafting, right right now they have no wide receivers, so they're going to just have to rely on the run a lot. And so I think those two, you know, Foreman started to show last year he could handle a pretty decent workload. Harris is a another efficient runner who can handle workloads. So I think those two are kind of going to split, um, split carries. Um, yeah. And just, I just completely lost my train of thought of where I was no. going, <laughs> but good. yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's what I think. Yep. That's exactly it. I think it's just an aggressive run style and they'll just bounce between those two. Yep. Uh, yeah. So some other names to watch. We brought up Deontay Foreman, mm. uh, two big names to watch. Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook. See what happens to them. Dalvin Cook could be traded. Dalvin Cook could be cut. Mm-hmm. He could be cut by the time this this episode comes out, for all I know. Yep. Same for Joe Mixon. Both would would save their teams decent amount of cap money. Or six decent amount eight. against the cap this year. Yeah, six to eight against the cap this year. Uh, then that also means you have to watch for Samaj P. Ryan and Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison, excuse me, Vikings reportedly want him back. Um We'll see if that happens. If they keep Cook, I don't see that happening. Mm-mm. If they cut Cook, I definitely see that happening. Yep. Uh, same with Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, I think they'll probably keep him in Cincinnati. I think Zach Taylor sneaky likes him. He just doesn't want to admit it. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. right. Um, and then lastly, uh, best be uh, keeping an eye on our man Jamal Williams. I mean, it's... He could end up in Detroit. I also have the Detroit Lions drafting P. John Robinson mm. in a most recent mock draft that I posted on my Twitter at Lucas Wenzel. Uh, you can follow me on there to go see that. But Jamal Williams could land in – he could land somewhere else. I think he ends up in Detroit. But he's a name to watch for in free agency as well. Well, before we head on to wide receivers and tight ends, Cameron, let's uh, get a quick word in here from our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. (laughs) 
Today's podcast episode is brought to you by our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Now, we love Underdog. It is the easiest place to play best ball formats, and they even have their own form of player props called Pick'em. You can make up to 20 times your money on a single night by correlating props together. Two picks will triple your money, three will six times it, four will ten times it, and five plays that all hit will multiply your entry by 20. You can even place insurance on your picks too, so if only four of your five props hit, you still get ten times your entry. And if you use our code FELLOWS when signing up, Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100. All right, Cameron, let's keep it moving here. We got to cover wide receivers and tight ends still. Honestly, I thought we'd have more wide receivers to discuss, um, but two wide receivers we were going to discuss came to deals today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacoby Myers kicked off the day, signing with the Las Vegas Raiders three years, $33 million with $21 million of that guaranteed. Uh, and a very similar deal, Alan Lazard to the New York Jets. Four years, $44 million. 22 million of that guaranteed Aaron Rodgers. The report was he handed them a wish list. You want to know who was on top of that wish list? Alan Lazard. So uh, you can, uh, you can probably expect Aaron Rodgers to be traded to the New York jets here. And as I said, probably by the time this episode comes out tomorrow or by 1 PM Eastern time tomorrow, um, like you said earlier, Cameron. Uh, And then the other name, uh, Robert Woods, Two years, $15 million, 10 of that guaranteed with the Houston Texans. I mean, these three, you're not excited about any of them, right? Like, no. like, <laughs> like, I hate the Jacoby Myers signing. That was a Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel's move of, hey, go out and get me my former Patriot. I guarantee mm-hmm. you that's the purpose of that. Alan Lazard, hey, you know what? Aaron Rodgers kind of forced them into doing that. Yep. <laughs> not excited for that. Aaron Rodgers doesn't get traded. Then I'm really not excited for Alan Lazard. Then yep. Robert Woods, he's just old on a bad offense that could get better with Bryce Young this year or CJ Stroud. I don't want to assume which one they draft, but I, none of these guys are exciting. I don't even want to sit and talk down and talk about the impact other than like your immediate thoughts on Jacoby Myers' contract because there was talk of biggest name in the free agent class could get an ugly Christian Kirk-like deal, and then he does not. Yeah, I thought he was going to get that big deal. Um, I was very surprised. Um, it's a little surprising that nobody's going to get a bigger contract than Al Robinson had last year. Um, you know, that was, I that that did surprise me. I I do think he might have taken a little bit of a discount to play for Josh McDaniels, but still, you know, even if he took a little bit of a discount, nobody was operating crazy amounts of money. I think people have been burnt by Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay in the last two free agent classes, and I think they're kind of, being a little more wary of who they give money to because it's not like, oh, I just bring someone over who is pretty good and he's also going to perform. Although Myers makes me think, uh, how much longer is Renfro there? No, uh, not much longer. Ve- very similar players. They just got rid of uh, Darren Waller right after he got there. We'll talk yeah. about him in tight ends. Um, but that that news broke right after Myers got there. Um, but yeah, I don't think any of these three are going to be fantastic for um, fantasy football in any way. Hunter Renfro, man. I tried to tell people last year. It was a waste of your time. I mm-hmm. I tried. I tried. Everyone was in love with him because he was a top 10 wide receiver the year prior. And I said, you want to know why? Because he didn't have anybody else. Yep. Darren Waller didn't play half the season. Yep. They didn't have Devontae Adams in 2021. There was no room for him to, to, to mm-hmm. repeat at all whatsoever. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it really makes you wonder. Uh, Stats of Hunter Renfro. And Matt Collins is a free agent, too, so. Uh, he will not be coming back. He was the other slot guy for the Raiders. Let's move on to some predictions, though. The Vikings cut Adam Thielen, which uh, hometown favorite, but right move by the Minnesota Vikings, ultimately. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do you see Adam Thielen ending up? Uh, you have him. I, I like your pick, and I'll let you explain. So I I, I pick the Chiefs, and that's because I've seen it a couple places on Twitter, and I actually really like it. I think they need yeah. another wide receiver. Um, obviously, I think Thielen can be a crafty guy um, all over the field, especially in the red zone. I think that's going to be where he helps him a lot. I think Thielen wants a ring, which I wouldn't blame him. Um, He's 32, and I I think he wants to go get a ring somewhere, and I don't think the Vikings are quite in the spot this year to go get him that, so I think that's kind of one of the reasons he wanted out as well. So I I do have him going to the Chiefs. Yeah, if I didn't have him going to the Panthers, I would have him going to the Chiefs. 
the Panthers can offer him the most money. They need to get an agent there because they, Lord have mercy, explain to me why they gave up DJ Moore in that trade to <laughs> trade one. CJ Stroud's got to throw to somebody. Yeah. Adam Thielen. You could probably debate between him and Juju who has the, the better resume. Yep. I think it's probably Adam Thielen who has a better resume in terms of statistics on the free agent market. Mm. Go out and get him, see what he has left in the tank, give him $9 million a year, bring him in. CJ Stroud has to throw to somebody. Throw Thielen in the slot for all I care. Give CJ Stroud a safety blanket. Yep. He ain't going to throw to Terrace Marshall, Tommy yep. Trumbull. Like he he ain't thrown to those guys. You can't have him thrown to those guys if you're Carolina. Mm. So I uh, if you're Carolina, I go out and offer dealing nine ten million dollars a year and get him in for two years and then see uh, see what you can do from there. Very you can D Hop as well, but then you're really draining yourself the draft. Mm. I don't know if you do that, but yeah, I think uh, if if I'm Carolina, I'm going out and I'm getting whatever top wide receivers are left because CJ Stroud, Bryce Young need needs to throw to people. somebody. Yep, needs to throw to somebody. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, we brought up his name in terms of uh, the the resume that he has in terms of statistics. Where do you have him going next season? I have him going to Baltimore. I think that they're going to try to make Lamar happy, and I don't think they're going to quite do it through money. And so I think they're going to go, hey, we'll bring in another wide receiver um, who's fun, who's young. Um, and, you know, Juju's not a bad wide receiver, I think. I think the problem with Juju is he kind of burned real bright one year and then he's kind of fizzled and been in a probably a slightly above average wide receiver. You know, he's yep. he's a he'll, decent wide receiver too on pretty much any team. And if you have Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman mixed in there, I think he could be a, a good mix um, for that Ravens team. The Ravens just need to get somebody else in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't taken Quentin Johnson, Johnston in my most recent mock draft. Like get him an X receiver. Uh, that's what they really need. Rashad yep. Bateman, not quite the elite X receiver you could want. I think Quinton Johnston could potentially be that, though I do like Juju in Baltimore as well if they don't decide to draft a wide receiver. Uh, I've also heard rumors that Kansas City is just going to try and keep the same core pass collector, pass catchers from last year, the same collection of pass catchers Ooh. from last year. So I see Kansas City bringing him back. Uh, though that now that they've said they've extended an offer to Adam Thielen, I'm starting to wonder if they just let Juju Smith-Schuster walk. But yeah, uh, if Adam Thielen ends up in Carolina, um, they he just get, goes and gets a bag. Then um, yeah, I think Juju would go ahead and stay in Kansas City. Though mm. I kind of like the idea of ring chasing for Thielen at his age, 30 years old, 30 plus years old. Uh, Juju walks. Then yeah, I could totally see that happening too. Yep. Last name that's probably worth chatting about from a fantasy perspective, uh, DJ Chark, interesting mm-hmm. one. Uh, one year in Detroit, kind of on a prove-it deal. Ultimately ended up being a fairly valuable weapon for them at times. Um, yep. He is probably the last, like, probably super, not even super intriguing, the last, like, semi-intriguing name to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, again, big body guy, plays well on the perimeter. Where do you have him ending up? I have him going to the Giants. I think... I do think DJ Chark could honestly end up being the best fantasy producer out of all these free agent wide receivers at the end of the year, but that's not saying a lot, right? I mean, that's saying you got to outproduce Adam Thielen, Juju, or Jacoby Myers. Um, and so uh, yeah. <laughs> we're not setting the bar too high right now, but I, I think the Giants just need to continue to get wide receivers in um, on that team, get weapons. They just got Darren Waller. They have Isaiah Hodgins, who played pretty well. Um, Chark being a deep threat, a big body guy, I think would help them a lot. I, but I also, I also like where you said that you think he's going. Yeah, I think, I think Cleveland needs to get another body in there. Um, look, David Bell, he ain't working out. No. Uh, it, highly touted guy. If he was hardly on the field last year, uh, with opportunity, like DBJ, mm-hmm. nice player. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah. shouldn't be too hard to make it on the field with, with that wide receiver room in Cleveland. Obviously, Amar was good to see his, but the fact uh, David Bell couldn't get on the field. Makes me think they should go on to get a big body guy like a mm. DJ Chark to play that to play that perimeter role. Um, you, know, you can leave DPJ in the slot, or you can let Amari Cooper run wild in the slot. Uh, put a speedster DPJ on the outside. Put DJ Chark on the other perimeter, and, and let these guys run wild. Um, yeah. I, I think that could be a great landing spot for DJ Chark. And Cleveland wants to add another wide receiver, so uh, I could see them going the cheap route here again. Another one year, yep, eight million dollar deal for DJ Chark. All right, come on and prove yourself again, and could see DJ Chark bouncing around for a few more years. Mm-hmm. But I like him in Cleveland um, in terms of the fit for that offense. And now, 
to get Deshaun Watson another weapon outside of Amari Cooper. Yep. Uh, just a few other names to watch. Jarvis Landry, uh, uh, former football, much more. So uh, we'll see uh, where he potentially ends up. Nicole Hardman likely to be uh, not resigned with the Chiefs. They are fully expecting to lose him. Paris Campbell of the Colts, formerly yep. of the Colts. Uh, he hits the market as well. And then I feel remiss to not at least just throw Julio Jones's name out there, just purely out of respect. Um, mm-hmm. I could see you know, him making a splash somewhere signing with, um, an, again, another big name quarterback who could feed him the football though. Again, uh, well, Julio Jones has not been able to stay on the football field. So yep, unfortunately. just a few more names to watch, but camera, let's bring it home now with the tight ends. Alrighty. Haven't had anybody sign yet. Nope. No tight end signed yet. Well, that's false. Josh Oliver to the Minnesota Vikings. on huh? a <laughs> <laughs> $7 million a year deal. I mean, that dude's nasty. He's a nasty blocker, but not fantasy relevant. So, In Quessy, we trust. In Quessy, we trust. Uh, let's start with Dalton Schultz. He's the biggest name on the free agent market. Uh, where do you think he ends up? I have him going to Cincinnati. Uh, I think they might, especially if they let Joe Mixon go, might try to bring in another pass catcher. Um, be a little more, you know, they've always, we've always kind of think of them as pass heavy, but I think they Zach Taylor has always wanted to be run first. And so I think maybe they try and move away because Schultz isn't your best blocking tight end ever, but he's a good receiving guy. Um, so I, I have him going to Cincinnati, but I could, I could see Schultz going a couple different ways. So I, that was kind of a more of a dart throw for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate him in Cincinnati's offense. They haven't signed anybody yet. Dalton Schultz is probably going to look to get a contract somewhere. Um, yep. I've heard like Austin Hooper comparisons in terms of look, Austin Hooper had these great years in Atlanta. And he goes out and he signs with the Browns. He stinks. Uh, so if mm-hmm. I'm Dalton Schultz, I am, I'm looking to get both, uh, or I'm looking to find a landing spot that I can play a big role in an offense and get a bag. Uh, and again, with Cincinnati not spending any money in free agency right now, um, they could be lining up a play to, to get Dalton Schultz in there. Uh, yep. I, I don't hate that landing spot. I'm going to the lions again, Dan Campbell, former tight end. You pointed this out to me, uh, earlier and i don't mean to steal your thunder with uh another free agent pick but you pointed this out before the podcast i'm giving you all the credit dan campbell former tight end why not go out you traded away tj hawkinson why don't you go out and get get a big guy like dalton schultz to come in and play a big role in your offense um Mm -hmm. now that being said i think they traded away tj hawkinson because i didn't want to pay him uh so i don't know how likely it is that they actually want to pay a dalton schultz but I would love to see him in. I would love to see him in, in silver and in, in that baby blue, sky blue, man. I think that'd be that'd be a lot of fun for that offense with Amon Ra, uh, with Dalton Schultz, with DeAndre Swift, potentially B. John Robinson. Um, I think that'd be a lot of fun to watch that yep. offense. Jamison Williams coming back now. Um, that'd be that'd be icing on the cake. And it's not like Dalton Schultz is a bad blocking tight end. Yep. Not great, but serviceable. He can mm-hmm. stay on the field because of it. My favorite free agent. Tight end Mike Kosicki talked about him uh, on our dynasty buys and sells last week. If you haven't listened to that episode, that is over uh, on our profile on YouTube. Or if you're listening to the audio podcast, uh, you can tap on uh, our channel and go listen to last week's episode there. Uh, and you and I haven't gone to the same place, Cameron. And I think it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And that's the Chargers. I just, they're going to be a team that wants to stretch the field. They need someone else in the middle of the field, like um, big. The big body guy, I think, is kind of the way they've been going with their, you know, that's kind of who they have on the outside with Mike Williams. So I think they're just going to add another guy kind of like that, Mike Kosicki, um, who can run pretty well for a tight end, and he's not really a blocker. And so I think that's kind of the fit here is you kind of get your um, Dalton Schultz light if you're uh, um, Kellen Moore, and you kind of are able to run this offense um, with, with him being kind of a center – not a centerpiece, but you know, yeah, integral to this offense. Yeah, I and, and and the Chargers just make all the sense in the world to me. Kellen Moore is a pass happy guy. Um, mm-hmm. Blocking is important, but if you're going to stretch the field, you better have a tight end out there who can be a threat uh, yep. vertically and also over the middle of the field. And that is Mike Kosecki. So uh, I 100% agree. I think he signs with the Chargers. I think that'll be a phenomenal fit. I would be all over Mike Kosecki in fantasy leagues next year. Yep. Let's wrap it up with uh, Hayden Hurst then, kind of the last semi-relevant name we should probably discuss with a little bit of fantasy relevance on the on the Bengals last year, excuse me. 
Uh, again, kind of stole your thunder a little bit earlier, but uh, where do you have him landing in 2023? I am going to the Lions. I think he's just a little bit better of a blocker than Schultz, and I think that's kind of what um, Dan Campbell's going to want is a kind of a hard-nosed blocker who can also catch the ball, and I think that kind of describes Hayden Hurst, right? He's not the best pass catcher in the world, but he can get the job done uh, for what you need, and they got enough weapons on that team also right I don't know if they need another, you know, like it's not a need for them. Obviously, if you had Schultz, it adds a whole nother dynamic to your offense yep. and can really help you. But I don't know if it's like their biggest need. So I haven't, I haven't even gone to the Lions. Yeah, I, w- I, I do like that pick. After I looked at mine, I said, yeah, that actually makes a whole lot more sense than mine. And mine was the Miami Dolphins, who just moved off of Mike Gusecki, mm. who traded Hunter Long away to uh, the Rams to get Jalen Ramsey. Uh, why not go out and get a guy who doesn't cost much, who can block, uh, yep. which is what Mike McDaniel wants, right? He's coming from a George Kittle. I'm not calling Hayden Hurst George Kittle, but George Kittle, best blocking tight end in the NFL. Um, go out a guy who can block. Go out a guy who can be a red zone threat for you. If you need him to be, Hayden Hurst can go be a big body in the red zone. If you need him to, could throw a big block in the red zone if you just want to shove it in with Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert as well. So I like the fit mm-hmm. with the Miami Dolphins too, who currently don't have a reliable tight end so yep. i like hanhurst with miami a few other names to watch irv smith jr is an interesting one former minnesota viking had a lot of upside coming out of college again more of a field stretcher than a blocker um he's one where i think he could sneaky end up in cincinnati if they don't want to pay for mm-hmm. a tight end uh i kind of sneaky like his fit there though i think they wait until the draft and, and take a michael mayer or a dalton uh Kincaid. Robert Tunyon, he is a free agent, uh, no longer in Green Bay. And then Austin Hooper, again, former fantasy relevance. That's about the only reason why his name is here, though. So just a yep. few other names to watch. May or may not discuss next week. We will see. The only other guy I'd watch tight end is Foster Moreau. Uh, he could yeah. end up back in Vegas. He could end up because he, he he was pretty serviceable uh, in Darren Waller's absences. So yep. he's a free agent as well. So he's another guy to watch. But, you, you know, he's going to be – definitely lower on this list than even the, you know, a Hayden Hirsch who we just mentioned. So it's mostly a watch. If he goes back to Vegas, yep. <laughs> that's about what it is. Yep. Uh, any other names that we missed? Otherwise I think we pretty well covered it. I think we did. And we did it with no real breaking news during it. Wow. That's, this is that's kind kind of impressive. Sad. Yeah. It's kind of sad. I wanted there to be breaking news. I know. Lucas spent all this time looking for a breaking news drop and we didn't even get to use it. It was just the worst. Ugh. It's all right. That we'll we'll get it. We'll get it one of these times. As soon as I hit the trade. Yep. As soon as I hit the end record button, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is gonna get traded. I promise you. That'll it is 5.07 p.m. Central time right now. So if anything happens by 5 30, I just say I called it. So there we go. <laughs> I'm at Lucas Wentzel on Twitter, Cam Law FFF for Cameron. Uh, you can follow the main page, FF Fellas on Twitter, the FF Fellas on Instagram, Fantasy Football Fellas on TikTok and YouTube. If you're not subscribed on YouTube already, make sure you smash that subscribe button. We are coming out with new content every single day for you all, whether it's in shorts, whether it's within long long form content, whether it's podcasts, we're coming out with new content every single day. Uh, same with the audio podcast as well. We're doing one podcast a week in the off season. Make sure you can kind of balance all your fantasy football tastes that you want. Uh, but then come May, we're going to kick it back into gear, go two podcasts a week until the regular season we'll kick it up to three then. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast as well. Yes, sir. Two stooges out of three being dudes tonight with the fancy football fellas. We will see you all next week for a part two of free agency recap. Uh, No predictions, but we'll, we'll recap everything and talk more about fantasy impact on the show next week. Until then, deuces. Deuces.